next episode in Highway of Holiness. Today we are going to be talking about the importance of prayer and why we pray, what it means to pray, and basically we are going to... So this follows along with the Holy Spirit living in us. Um, The Holy Spirit intercedes with the Father on our behalf. And so we speak in tongues, that is our spirit connecting with his spirit and um, releasing our prayers before the Father. So what is it to speak in tongues? You know, once you've received the Holy Spirit, you basically just speak and a new language flows out of you. Start to change heaven being God. God start to change his mind on our behalf. Uh, For example, we have Hezekiah. Um, he was told by the prophet that he was about to die. And literally after the prophet left, he rolled over, Hezekiah rolled over in his bed and wept bitterly and asked God not to, you know, to spare his life and let him live. And so what happened was God sent the prophet back and said... God heard your prayer, and he's going to give you an extra 15 years. And it's interesting because God knows what we need before we ask. So God already knew that Hezekiah was going to weep and ask for his life to be spared. So it's interesting that I wonder what it changed in Hezekiah that day to have that encounter with God where he's told his life is going to end and yet he's given 15 more years. So it begs the question of like, which one did God determine to do beforehand? Because God is not a human that he changes his mind in the Bible and several examples in the Old Testament of God saying or of it saying that God changes his mind like God determines to do one thing with Abraham he is going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah and Abraham stands in the gap for Sodom and Gomorrah his nephew Lot was there and he said God um, are you sure you want to do this what if you find forget the number he starts out with, but it's a large number, like a hundred. What if you find a hundred righteous men in the city? And God says, okay, for a hundred, I'll spare it. And Abraham goes on to say, well, God, you know, forgive me for being so bold, but what if you find 50 people? And then God says, okay, I'll spare it for 50. And then Abraham says, well, God, you know, sorry again, but what about 25 and he gets it all the way down and each time he says you know forgive me for being bold but he's he says god will you spare the city for five righteous people and god says yes i will spare it then what happens is um the angels are sent to destroy sodom and gomorrah and sure enough only the only righteous people found there are Lot, his wife, and their daughters. And um, 
the angels warn Lot to flee. And this is where Lot's wife turns into a pillar of salt. But um, they flee to the caves. um, And not even five people were found in the city. And God completely destroyed them. But it's interesting that, you know, we are able to intercede on behalf of God, you know, God's judgment on the world, which leads me to um, what made me want to discuss this topic is just seeing sin increasing in the world and, um, you know, knowing that uh, it just breaks my heart how sin affects people and all the children that are being affected because of the increase in sin today. And it reminds me of what Jesus said about the end times that um, he says in Matthew 24, watch out that no one deceives you for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars See to it that you are not alarmed, for such things must happen. But the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All of these are just the beginning of the birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. Many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Seeing the wickedness increase and that the love of most will come cold. And just thinking back to Noah's time, those 600 years that he um, preached that the end was near and that God's judgment was coming on the world, only eight people were saved. Only eight people were righteous enough to be saved in that time. All of the children, all of the adults, only eight people. And here we are however many thousands of years later and the righteousness of people is like hardly any there's none so we need to stand in the gap and pray that God would have mercy on us not just us but on all the sinners that he would cause their hearts to turn to them that there would be a revival and that he would draw all men unto him Um, it says in says in Ezekiel 22:30 I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I would not destroy it but I found no one so I will pour out my wrath on them and consume them with my fiery anger bringing down on their own heads all they have done declares the sovereign lord who will stand in the gap God is seeking people to stand in the gap for our nation, for our children, from the littlest to the greatest, for the President of the United States, regardless whether we agree with him or not. Stand in the gap and pray. 
so that he can send his spirit on our nation, on the world, and start a revival and see people come to know God because the only people, the only person who can save us is Jesus. Can prayer help? Can prayer change God's mind? What is prayer? Prayer is simply talking with God and presenting your request. It's standing in the gap for others, asking God to take action and praising him because you see him as he is and you as you are. That means you know that there is nothing you can do aside from God. In him we live and move and have our being. And aside from him we can do nothing. Just as Job learned in his lifetime that after he lost everything and even his body was inflicted with pain, that without God he was nothing because God can gives it and God takes away. Um, prayer is having a relationship with God, listening to what he says, and then being moved by him, letting him guide you in wisdom and truth. God answers our prayers because we trust him, and our prayers reach heaven, his holy dwelling, and he hears it, and then he is moved to action because of our prayers. In Psalms 41-2, it says, May my prayer be set before you like incense. May the lifting of my hands be like evening sacrifice. Our prayers rise up to heaven as an incense. If you've ever burnt incense, you know that the smoke is a beautiful smoke that fills the air all around the room, and it has a gentle fragrance, whatever fragrance of incense you're burning. And that's how it is. Our prayers fill up a bowl in heaven. And they rise before the Father. And then he is moved to action on our behalf. Revelation 8, 4 gives us this picture of heaven. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints rose before God from the hand of the angel. Jesus said um, in several different places, several different ways. He says that if you ask for it in my name, it will be given to you. Ask according to the will of the Father. Um, with Esther, we see that she fasted and prayed for her people, and then all of Israel was saved. All of the Jews were saved because of her. Um, and in, we, with Moses, we see that he interceded for the Israelites several times when they were sinning in the desert or complaining, and God was ready to kill them. He said, no, spare them for your great name. And that's when we'll see God answer our prayers, is when it's according to his will and for his glory. And the good thing is that um, his glory oftentimes, or all times, is for our good. And it might not be a good that we see now, in the here and now, but in the long term, in eternity, it is for our good. And um, it's too complicated for us to understand sometimes why things happen and why bad things happen. Um, because we're like, how is that for our good? I don't understand it. I'm a why person. So often I'm like, God, this doesn't make sense. Why is this happening? Why, 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 why? And God's like, you can, you will never understand it. You don't have the, the brain, you know, like you don't have the vantage point. It's, it's not that I'm stupid. It's just that God is so infinitely more wise 
than I am, that I could never even begin to understand how all of the intricate pieces fold together. Because there are so many intricate pieces in this earth, like from beginning to end, each person, 8 billion people now, um, or close to it, that are affected by things. And we do have an effect on each other. So, um, our prayers are a pleasing aroma to him, not just words, but actions, standing in the gap and moving God's heart. In 1 John five fourteen, we see that our prayers affect change. With, we come to the Father with faith. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we've asked of him. Um, and they are an ongoing action. We pray without ceasing. We need to learn to pray all day long, not just in the morning, not just in the evening, but all day long. If you don't know what to pray for, pray in the spirit, pray in tongues. And um, there's a lot of great resources out there. Um, Look at the website, 24-7 prayer for some information on praying in tongues. But one thing I want to mention about that is that to receive the um, how to speak in tongues, you ask for the gift. The Bible exhorts us to eager, eagerly desire these gifts. 1 Corinthians 4.1 um, Number two, we receive it by faith. Everything we receive as a gift of grace from God, we activate in our lives through faith. Number three, we try to avoid a mind-controlled scenario where your mind alone controls your mouth. Four, allow the core part of you to worship God. Maybe begin by saying the name of Jesus or allowing yourself to sing a song of your heart, any sound that naturally flows out of your spirit unto the Lord. As you do this, notice if a sound or syllable begins to rise up from your heart and out of your mouth as it does, keep saying it. Number five, don't worry. It sounds choppy, repetitive, and awkward initially, awfully like a child learning to talk in one word or two words. Syllables or sounds for a period of time. Just rejoice that you have a couple of words and keep saying them. Six, ask for increased faith to keep going. And seven, don't overthink it. Um, so a testimony that I have about praying without ceasing, praying in tongues, is that um, I have so many. But I'll, I'll just give you a few. So one, yesterday our AC went out. And... Our car recently had um, been sitting in some flood water from our street flooded when it was raining the other day and it got flooded. So we need to get that repaired. And then our AC went out yesterday and it's, it's been, um, it, the heat index was 106. So it was super hot in our house. It was like 80 degrees. And I just started praying over our AC unit. I was like, God, please fix this. I don't want to have to call and pay for an AC repair guy. We already have to pay for the car. And just praying over and over like, God, please fix this. God, please fix this. And I was putting the kids to bed while I was praying. Kyle had gone out to get an air filter. And, um, you know, I just... I was like, well, God will just provide the money. And I started to doubt 
that God would fix it. Like, maybe that's how I'll fix it. And I was like, no, I'm going to believe he's going to fix it without having to call anyone. And I'm, I kept praying that and declaring that, um, praying in tongues. And um, Kyle got back. We had it off while he was gone. Kyle got back with the filter, put it in, and turned it on. Went outside to check if the unit was doing anything. It still wasn't doing anything. And I walked over to it and placed my hand on it and started praying in tongues and praying and believing that it would work. And all of a sudden I had the thought, I need to go check the breaker. And I came inside and sure enough, I checked the breaker and the breaker had been, um, you know, set off. So I turned it back on and it worked. It popped on. And... So by praying in the spirit, God led me um, to the solution. It was a simple solution, just turning the breaker button. And God was able to do that. If it wasn't for God, I would have called an AC unit and he would, AC repair guy, and he would have come out and flipped the breaker for me and cost me two, three hundred, a hundred dollars, you know. Thankfully, I walked in the spirit and not by my flesh. And another time that was much more, um, you know, important than just AC unit repair was um, when I was trying to get pregnant with my my first son, um, just and and my second one, just praying over and over that um, I wouldn't have a miscarriage and that. I would get pregnant. Um, I had PCOS, and so I knew there was. Um, I. It took me a little longer to get pregnant than, than it should have, and just believing God, and praying over and over and over, basically, asking God and seeking Him and saying, God, please, if it's Your will, according to Your will, let it be done. Give me a child. And God heard my prayers. Then, um, the first child I got pregnant with, I had a miscarriage. And after that, I was so scared when I got pregnant again with the second one, Gabriel. Um, The whole first trimester, every time the thought would enter my head that I would, you know, lose the baby, I knew there was nothing I could do. It was all in God's hands. And... Every time that thought came into my head, I that I would lose the baby or that I was worried or I would check for blood, I just would cast that thought away and um, repeat a Bible verse. For I know whom I have believed and I have entrusted him. He would guard until that day. Um, that's not the exact verse, but that's a paraphrase. And... So I just repeated that, that God was guarding this baby. I meant trusting that baby to him, that he would allow that baby to be birthed. And um, it reminded me of God's faithfulness. It reminded me that it's not by my actions, anything I could do. I can't, you know... Just now, now that he's alive, I can't keep him alive. 
it's all held by God's hand. And that's how it is in the womb, you know. It's all held by God's hand. And it reminded me that, like, I'm trusting God with this. God allowed it to happen. It was a gift from God. And I will allow him, giving it back to him, basically, and trusting him to carry it out to completion. That the word that he sent out would not return void. And, um, you know, thankfully, Gabriel is turning five soon. So it's just a testament, and Caius just turned three, um, that God's grace covers us. Every time we trust him, his grace covers us. And our prayers are beautiful incense. One thing I read when I was pregnant, trying to get pregnant with Caius, um, is that the thing about the prayers being an incense. And just, I got this picture in my head that... I needed to pray and fill up this bowl of incense so that it was a constant reminder to God that um, a desire of mine. He knows what we need before we ask. But he does, never does he say, do not ask, even though he already knows. He says, ask and you will receive. And so I imagined praying and letting each prayer be a drop in this bowl. And as it filled up, it spilled over as an incense to God. And that's when he acted. And um, as I said in the first um, Highway of Holiness um, episode, that it wasn't until I began to, instead of pray for the baby, I shifted my eyes and praise God for who he was. Those times in my journal, I look back later on after they were born, I look back and it, my prayers had shifted from, please let me get pregnant to, God, you are holy and wonderful and majestic and amazing. I want no other than you. That's when I got pregnant. And I think that's an important thing about prayer is that Asking him for what we want and need, but then knowing he is our provider and praising him for that um, instead. So it's important to make time to pray. Um, a lot of people say pray in the mornings and to remember it's our, like manna that God gave from heaven to the Israelites in the desert. He came in the morning. And then, um, you know, would disappear after the morning dew dried up. And that's how, you know, we should go and fill our spirit with manna. You know, that we need it daily. We can't live off of one day for the entire week. We have to fill ourselves with the bread so that uh, we are revived. The only, um, you know, time where we wouldn't need our daily bread was on the Sabbath. You know, Jesus provided, God provided two days worth on Saturday. Well, I guess it was Friday for Saturday. Um, so we need to remain in God. He's the branch and we are the vines. And that's our daily bread. And he'll provide enough. Um, the last thing I want to mention is that um, Jesus, several times it mentions Jesus 
going away from the disciples, making alone space for himself so that he could um, pray. And Jesus is God, just like I talked about in the second episode. Jesus is God. Like, literally, it's God. And he made time to pray. I don't know about you, but I'm not God. So if God is praying, how much more do I need to pray? Like, it's, it's kind of mind-blowing to me that God himself prayed to God. Because um, it sounds really weird. Like, why is God praying to God? That's like talking to yourself. <laughs> but Jesus was rem- remaining connected to his Father. And he said that I only do what the Father instructs me to do. And how do you know what the Father is instructing you to do? By remaining in Him and talking to Him, having that relationship with Him through prayer, through the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, and then following and obeying where the Spirit leads you. Thank you for listening. I hope you will join me next week or next episode for Highway of Holiness. And I look forward to sharing more with you.